Get ready to quit the bill. The QTB crew is rounding up all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something. And here are your hosts, Bruno and Nick. What it do? Welcome to the QTB podcast. We're so glad you could join us. My name is Bruno, and with me, as always, is my childhood friend and co-host, Nick. I like to call him Bismo Funyuns. How you doing, bro? Oh, yeah. That was my name from uh, when I was in the uh, Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. Exactly. And man, I tell you, you were one heck of a heck of a clown slash fire breather. I've never seen any, never seen a fire breathing clown before, but you made it work. I still have the burns to prove really it. really did. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> well, man, we also have a special guest with us today, our resident Beer connoisseur. What do we call him here? Our beer correspondent. Yes, official beer correspondent. It's Brad. Official beer. Por- yes, official beer correspondent. Brad, how you doing, bud? Gentlemen, how's it going? Great to be here. Excited for another wonderful episode of the podcast and appreciate you guys letting me join in. Yes, man. It is so great to have the QTB crew in on the podcast and especially so frequently i'm always excited when brad's one because we get not only interesting insights but we also get a look into the world of beer and how that correlates to video games and believe it or not there's always some correlation so we're definitely going to be tackling that later Uh, Before we get started, though, we have a fantastic episode in store. I can't wait to dive in. Um, But today's podcast was sponsored in part by Pierce Unlimited. For marketing media that works in bespoke design to power your business, visit PierceUnlimited.com. And thanks to PierceUnlimited.com, we're going to be giving away some gaming merch, some enamel pins and stickers once a month, every month to the people that leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And man, we've already gotten some awesome reviews on there. Nick, I mean... Are you excited about that? I mean, what more could you ask for, really? I mean, I've seen some of this stuff that you're going to be uh, giving away, and it's uh, it's nostalgia infused. So I would uh, I'd be oh, I'd yeah. be all over that. So definitely, yeah, just leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it does go a long way uh, towards uh, helping us uh, get noticed. And uh, yeah, thanks thanks so much for doing that, Bruno. I'm not going to waste any time here because we have got a a a, a nitrous infused episode in terms of gaming news so much has happened uh, just in the last couple days and as i said on the last podcast you know the timing the uh, of the release of that was just before that nintendo direct so we're gonna have to yeah. go through all of that uh, as this well is be fast and furious people fast and furious vin diesel all day too fast too furious three was it three three thrust <laughs> three furious i, I lost track yep. after three thrice fast thrice furious yes, exactly <laughs> Um, we're gonna be yeah, we're gonna Tokyo. be drifting here in a minute. You never know. Tokyo drifting all over these. Yeah. What do you got for us? Well, Nick? we got to get there. Uh, so the first thing we got to talk about is what happened actually even more recently, uh, as of today, as of us recording this podcast, and that is BlizzCon. So of course, Ooh, this yeah. is a, a Blizz's, uh, Blizz's, Blizzard's local, uh, rather a digital only events. Uh, where they had some some big reveals to share, and you know, Blizzard has kind of been uh, in the in the muck with uh, with public uh, sentiment lately, with some of their less than admirable uh, moves uh, related to but, uh, you know, the Nick. Don't you own a Don't you own a phone? I, of course, I own a phone, and you know I. <laughs> Come on, Nick. You know, I, I have I, I legitimately haven't installed a smartphone game 
in so long like that and that's you know I, as a guy that played a lot of smartphone games like i just uninstalled them all one day i'm just like this is not this is not me um <laughs> but yeah you know but there was some news about that about uh, diablo immortal is that mobile offering um not a whole lot of details and i really don't think most people care they, they kind of knew to get get past that as quickly as possible and get into the stuff we really wanted to talk about um the two big things that were kind of legit reveals one was in Diablo 4, we got a trailer and some uh, in-depth in, in information about the new class. That, well, not the new class, but a new take on an old class uh, from the original Diablo, and that is the Rogue class. Uh, we have not seen the Rogue since the original Diablo, and so it's wow. very cool that they are bringing this class back in a big way. Uh, and in the in the trailer and the the preview for the gameplay footage, we got to see the many different play styles that you'll be able to carry out as a rogue. Of course, you can be kind of that uh, that freewheeling archer that's uh, you know shooting a million million arrows a second into space. Yeah. Or of course, that looked really cool. Yeah, yeah. Any any archer class in this type of game is always a slam dunk. And then they also had the kind of from the shadows stealth, you know, cloak and dagger approach if you want to play your rogue that way as well. So. Yeah. Uh, and that, that was kind of a big omission, I think, from Diablo 3, was having that stealth-style gameplay um, to really uh, contrast the the other in-your-face, you know, uh, press button to, to kill things approach that, that most of the classes ended up adopting. Um, and the only other uh, big one, Diablo-wise, I think this is the one that's worth talking about, is Diablo 2 Resurrected. So we, we yeah. kind of knew for a little while that there was probably going to be something happening with Diablo 2. I know there was the, the rumor mill was a buzz, but we finally got proper confirmation from Blizzard that it's not not only is it coming out in 2021, but we're wow. we're going to be getting cross save, cross progression. It's going to be PC, Switch, Xbox, PlayStation. They're going the whole 9 yards with this puppy. Wow. Yeah, and this is That's a first. this is what uh, they're including that I'm I'm going to start calling it from now on. This is my original name for it. The, the button that you can press to switch between retro graphics and modern. I'm going to start calling it the Nostoggle. What do you guys think? I love it. Brad? I think that's... I, I, I dig it. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. That's... I'm with you guys. I was in shock. I, I had a minute of pause there when you said that. I was processing how <laughs> yeah. great that sounded. We need to trademark it. We need to trademark it now, Nick. Like The Nostoggle. Yep, the Nos... That's just going to be what it's called. From from here on out, because it's 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 creeped up in so many games now. We had it, I think, at least the first in my recollection of at least using it was in the remake of Halo CE. Yeah. So Combat Evolved, they redid that, and then you could switch at any point in the game between the original graphics in the game and the updated remastered graphics and it was awesome i loved it it was so cool to like go back and see it really made you take time as you were going through the level it almost made me want to like go back and play some of the level that i already played in both the old graphics and the new graphics so that's definitely something that they can easily add especially if they're just re if they're remastering a game like that like if they're essentially just taking the same one and throwing on a shiny new jacket like why not add the old stuff in there and give us a give us that option yeah. Brad have you had any any experience with with the Diablo series prior to Diablo 3 uh, Diablo 2 was the last one I did play so I was reading too and maybe you can confirm this for us Nick I, I think it the the 
The remaster comes both with the original base game and the expansion, Lord of Destruction, right? Yeah, you're going to get both expansions with this one, or rather, rather the original and the expansion, yeah. Yeah, no, Ooh. so, you know, it's been, it's been, what, almost 20 years since, since Hard that came out, and, and yeah. so it's definitely going to be a trip down nostalgia lane, and I, We're old. And, and I totally dig what Bruno <laughs> said about having that, that, that kind of almost back and forth of, yeah, I almost will play the game twice again. Once in the original mm-hmm. original design and, and now in the remaster. And, and what did I miss or what have they added in the remaster that gives you more context to each each part? Yeah, and I, I the thing that I hope the most from this, and I, I, I kind of got the impression that they, they learned from their mistakes. You know, the, the big miss with the last big remaster they did of Warcraft 3 was they got everybody excited about this new version of the game, and then they went and just replaced everybody's original game files that updated through their their launcher, so that they literally couldn't play the 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 classic Warcraft three anymore. They had to play this ah, this re yeah, reforged yeah. version, and man, that that upset a couldn't lot play of people. The vanilla. Yeah, I mean, just it, it's they were they were essentially just removing their history. And it made no yeah. sense to people and still doesn't to this day. And so I, th- I think from what I'm getting from this that, right, like, like you're saying, Brad, that you're going to be able to go back and play the original version, you know, as it was intended um, or also just, you know, play the play this new version that's the same game, but in, in, a, in a kind of a 2.5D style that Diablo is known for with, with Diablo 3 and later. I'm really excited about this one, especially with the cross progression. Because Diablo 2 is kind of a game that I missed out on. And I feel like I definitely missed something big there. Because, you know, in, in my college days, uh, I was kind of a, you know, buddy-buddy with a lot of the kind of gaming crowd on campus. And I tell yeah. you, there was a lot of talk about Diablo 2. You know, and everyone reminiscing hmm. and, and even still playing the game as late as like, you know, 2005 and beyond. That I definitely realized that like, okay, there's something here that I never quite got to latch on to and, and, and being able to play Diablo 3, uh, one of the few games that I loved playing and one of the few games that both me and my wife were able to play co-op and both really get immersed and enjoy the experience, you know, from start to finish, that I am I am ready for this remaster. Out of all the remasters that have come out, I definitely think the recent ones of Halo stick out in my mind as being really well done. And then... Most recently, the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 remastered, which was actually done by Vicarious Visions, who is doing the remaster for Diablo 2. That's right. So that has me excited. I know Justin commented on one of the QTB Facebook posts, Mm -hmm. and he said that he was a little unsure of having a Tony Hawk dev tackle this, but I reminded him that Vicarious Visions is less a Tony Hawk developer and more remastering studio. And that is an art in and of itself to be able to look at an old game and say, okay, this is what we need to fix and update. And this is what we, how we can breathe new life into it. And Vicarious Visions did just that with Tony Hawk. Like it was an amazing game. It paid homage to the original series it had the same soundtrack so the whole game felt like it was just brought to life in 2020 uh and you know made everything that sucked in 2020 just a little bit better yeah. because we had you know superman 
by uh, what is it, Goldfinger? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On and being able to skate around. That was awesome. So yeah. I, I think they're going to do a great job. Can't wait to see what they're actually going to do with it. So, so Bruno, um, Nick, I, I got a question for you then. Given that they're tackling the remaster versus Blizzard itself, do you have more faith that the re- the the remaster is going to be top notch? Because I was I was reading that Blizzard. It's a busy time for them to be adding this remaster to their set of activities because they're also working on that mobile spinoff called Diablo Immortal and they're right. also working on the next full-fledged title Diablo 4. So I was curious if you know are we concerned that they've got a lot of Diablo centric content being generated and how much time and efforts being focused on the the remaster of Diablo 2. I mean I'm just ready for the Diablo themed skate park that's obviously going to be an easter egg in the game. Right, Vicarious <laughs> Visions? I know you're listening. Give it give it to me. I want to pick up a skateboard and then activate like a Christ Air special ability that like wipes out every demon on the screen. That's what I want. Oh, that would that would be so cool. Yeah. That really would. That's the best tie-in. That's, that's that it. is the best tie. He he's handed it to you on a silver platter, literally. He's done everything but chew the food for you. So <laughs> by all means implement yeah. it. <laughs> but no, I'm I have uh, while it's not a developer name that I would have expected or even, you know, given you in my top five for who I would want to do something like this, seeing the love and care that they put into those remasters for Tony Hawk and their ability to not only respect the past, but also bring it into the modern modern day with a great soundtrack that kept the kept the as many originals as they could get with the soundtrack from one and two, but also bringing in a lot of new new songs too that really fit the bill. Uh, I, I think yeah. these guys know exactly how to respect the past while also looking to the future with a with a remaster of a game. What about you, Bruno? Definitely. I mean, I I dug Tony Hawk. I I definitely didn't be, get to like level 100, which is the level cap I think in the game because they did make it very hard in terms of the challenges that they added. Yeah. So, it it wasn't just like a glossed over game that you, you know, didn't get a lot out of i went ham in the game and unlocked everything as quickly as i could Mm -hmm. in terms of all the all the different levels and and beating those but there's still gold medals that i haven't achieved that i can go back and and play but it's exactly like i remembered as a kid and the graphics are even better so it's one of those games that I feel like I can pick up at any time and it just brings back so many memories of me playing on my old tube TV with the N64 controller. And I, well, I ended up getting that for PlayStation 2 as well because we got to remember the original Tony Hawk came out in this time when it was like for everything. There was like a PlayStation yeah. 1 version. Right. There yeah. was a there was a Nintendo 64 version. It was a Game version. Boy Color yeah, version. <laughs> Really? Yeah, there was. It was awful. Oh my gosh! I, it probably yeah. was. Yeah. There's how much are you gonna get out of that? Yeah. But uh, I I love the fact that they're taking some of these older games and redoing them and making them better, fixing some of the problems that were in there before, and giving them to a new generation that may not get to play them, and you know, with less games being pushed 
forward into, I guess, what, you know, backwards compatibility territory, were desperate for remasters. So I'm glad that they're they're starting to do some of this. And I think having a dedicated studio, to your point, Brad, is important because it allows them to focus on it. That's what they do. They, you know, when you can hand off the files to somebody and and trust them with what's going on and then just basically get it back and review it. That's, that's a win. So I think this, they've already proven themselves with Tony Hawk and no one should worry. It's, I I would say it's going to be, you know, if you're, if you're a fan of it, it it should be a, a perfect service to you. So I think your point Bruno about Tony Hawk and their, their work on that remaster may have been the perfect resume, perfect audition tape, right? It it gave, it gave credence to the fact that they can take a game honor the nostalgia, honor what it was, but also bring it into 2021. Well, also speaking of 2021, or rather what's not coming out in 2021 is going to be oh, Overwatch 2. So this is... Breaking my heart. Uh, well, I mean, it's I, I think it's breaking everyone's hearts, quite frankly. You know, we, <laughs> we basically the information that we got from BlizzCon is that we got some information about like upcoming maps and just kind of some vague, like, here's what you can expect but certainly no solid gameplay footage and more of just like hey it's you know we're 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 working on it and we'll be giving you some more updates you know throughout the year um you know Overwatch 2 is still kind of an enigma in that you know it was announced in what 2019 hard to believe yeah and we besides that oh, that intro cinematic which seems more now like they were just really playing damage control uh, with all the problems that were happening regarding the the hearthstone uh competitive no. controversy though they would never do that <laughs> they would never they would never try and destroy look a, a piece of candy yeah exactly yeah yeah james woodsum and um you know it, it's it's essentially what we got was was a, a lot of nothing in my opinion and it's it's disappointing, especially when you look at the fact that Overwatch itself has kind of been neglected this last year. You know, the last the yeah. last oh, hero yeah. that was released was Echo, and that was I think in April of 2020. So we're coming up on a full year now with no new heroes in a game that well we were getting a hero like every six months, maybe even more. Yeah, yeah. And so that on top of uh, you know not really any new maps outside of like arcade modes. It, it it just seems like whatever effort's been going into Overwatch Two, it, it doesn't feel like that that amount that's been taken from Overwatch One has really been worth it from someone that that wants to see you know both Overwatch One and Two uh, succeed. I, you know, what do you think? I I wonder what happened to like just I just wonder what happened to everything with Overwatch. Like what happened to Overwatch League? Like I know that because of the pandemic things had to change right and so but we're they were already seeing a recess on how many people were playing the game and watching and they started to fall in that same territory that halo esports did where people were coming and going and there's a new team Mm -hmm. now and there's these people are switching teams in between each game and it's like okay okay well can we have a contract longer than a day? Right. Here, like, you know, this is, it's, it was really, and it was really hard to follow. Yeah. And something like that makes me not interested in wanting to keep up with everything because it becomes a chore. It's too hard. Yeah. 
Do you remember like when you stopped getting interested in Overwatch, Brad, or was it just because we started playing more Fortnite or what was it? You bring up a lot of good points, Bruno. And and so I think it's a combination of it, it begs the question about what is truly a game now. We've talked before on the podcast about old games being a release where it's got a campaign with a structured content. You play through it. You have an end to the game, and that's really the by and large of what you get. Today now with DLCs, basically an ever-expanding palette of content, what is the true nature and scope of a game, and when does it end? When does it begin when does it end? And I think that's where Overwatch 1 is sitting right now. It's gone on now for so long. They've released new content. It also is shooting itself in the foot for what Overwatch 2 should be. you're, You're blending the lines of, what is a, what is one game versus what's the new game going to be? And how do you say, okay, we're stopping effort on Overwatch 1 and putting it in Overwatch 2? Or what is Overwatch 2 going to do to surpass what we the success we had with Overwatch 1? I, th- I think yeah. I really think they're stuck in a hard place. And I think that's why they've just been kind of punting on, you know, the delay or the, the, the fact that Overwatch 2 doesn't have anything else to its name except for that, you know, as Nick said, kind of damage control, uh, you know, smoke screen of a of a little, you know, video, right? So, you know, yeah. It, it, yeah. What do you add to a game, Nick, to like bring it into Overwatch, to, to Overwatch Two? So, what do you add to Overwatch to make it different? Like, is it solely a campaign? What do you think? Well, we know that Overwatch Two is going to be largely a PVE experience. That's the whole point of why they're making an Overwatch Two in the first place. Is it's going to be this kind of you know pick your character and you can level them up and play with friends and kind of a, a four player. I don't know if it's four four players the word the number I'm looking for, but more of a of a PVE centric experience, which is something that the the Overwatch community has wanted. You know those those annual events where you could actually, you know, team up and, and oh, do yeah. missions together were some of my favorite memories of Overwatch. You know, it, but the, the whole idea is that Overwatch 2 is also going to add a, a fresh coat of paint to the PvP and kind of bring it into, you know, the next the next gen as far as, I think they want to do like a big graphics overhaul for Overwatch mm. 2. So it's supposed to be more than one thing. But, I mean, and I, I have to be fair here, we just don't know what the what the COVID factor is. And that's true for anybody uh. that's coming out and giving a, a delay on a game or not, not producing what you thought they would is how much of an impact and how easily ha- has, has Blizzard been able to adapt to, you know, COVID and, and the need to innovate in ways of, of working from home and, and how that affects a game development studio, especially a big one like Blizzard. It's one of those things that we can sit here and, and, and armchair speculate all day, but we just don't know how badly they were hurt, you know, if they had completely, if they had never announced Overwatch 2 in the first place, if it wasn't even a thing, you know, how much more content will we really have gotten for the, for the, the original Overwatch? And yeah, you yeah. know, Bruno, it's, it's, it's a shame because Overwatch is supposed to be this timeless thing, you know, they're, they're, they, they're trying to cement it because the whole idea of Overwatch League is to create this, this game that people want to come back to and watch and play year after year after year. And that wasn't yeah. made, made to be a, you know, two, three year affair, and man, it's just, it's, it's so crushing to see what COVID did to that. You know, my, my team, the Philadelphia Fusion, they, like many teams, announced that they were going to be sending their, their, their squad to Korea to play the next season out. So that, that whole hometown, you know, team aspect of it that, that they were yeah. mirroring with, with the NFL and other big, you know, sports franchises that, that makes people have a reason to back their people 
it's so crushing. And I think it, you know, just based on the, the activity I've seen in all of uh, the subreddits that I follow, people just seem to kind of be moving on. And I, I'm not really mm-hmm. sure that we're going to be able to see Overwatch League totally recover. And with it, I'm not really sure that we're going to be able to see Overwatch period recover. I think whenever they finally can get Overwatch 2 out the door, we will probably see kind of a, a, a bump back. And hopefully they have the, the money and the resources and the, and the know-how to get it back in the, in, into, the, into the forefront. Because role play, role-based games like that, those are my jams, man. I, I love that type of game yeah. that lets me be the healer, be the tank, be uh, you know a, a style of gameplay that may not be totally conventional, that hero style that you normally only see in MOBAs that Overwatch mm. really helped to bring into the first-person shooter genre in a fun way. All right, well, that's a good point to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with more about the Nintendo Direct right after this. <laughs> We are back and with no time to spare because, you know, we just spent all that time talking about BlizzCon. But my goodness, guys, Nintendo Direct. Yeah. And that was like 50 plus minutes of uh, of nonstop content of trailers and reveals. And, you know, it's crazy. The last time we had a Nintendo Direct that was first party uh, compatible was in 2019. You know, it's been that long. And, and Nintendo just, they marched to the beat of their own drum. You cannot call when these things are going to get revealed. So, uh, you know, we, we found out about that one, I think, the day before yep. um, or a couple days before. So it's like, man, you just got to hope that, again, <laughs> that your calendar's free if you really want to be there for the live reveal. Yeah. Um, and I finally was. So no time to waste. Might as well go right down the list of, uh, kind of all the things. Well, let's start with the third-party offerings because I actually, I, I think they, they kind of stole the show, in, in my opinion, if I were to compare them to Nintendo's first-party offerings. The, the first big one, is Star Wars Hunters. So this is Ooh. going to be a, they're saying arena style, but I'm also seeing uh, Battle Royale uh, popping up a lot in articles uh, for uh, the guys from Zynga, um, which they, they've mostly been like a mobile or browser game company, but they appear to be having this game coming out, which is going to be, uh, right now, as far as I can see, exclusively for the Nintendo From Switch. From the makers of Farmville and Cityville bring you <laughs> Words with Friends. From oh, the makers of gosh. Words with Friends brings you Star Wars Hunters. <laughs> it's like Vicarious Visions uh, doing the, the, the Diablo thing. Yeah. It's like such a, com- a random, it's like, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. give them the license. Sure, why not? Yeah. Yeah. yeah George <laughs> Lucas don't care. More. No, well, uh, technically, Zynga is owned by EA, and EA has mm. been working closely with Star Wars and Lucasfilm games now uh, to create more IP. So it would make sense that they would be in charge of bringing another or a Star Wars game to the mobile platform like this. Right. Yeah, I mean it's it's exciting. Uh, I mean there's, there's 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 so much content to pull from, and I think the highlights of the the battlegrounds games is getting to play as those iconic characters. You know, getting to run around as as Darth Vader and force choke people <laughs> off of cliffs, right? Like that, that's 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 cool as heck. Yeah. So um, if that's the idea, that, that's what they're going for of kind of pick your hero from these iconic you know Star Wars characters. Uh, I'm 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 ready for that. Brad, all would day. you play a Star Wars battle royale? In a heartbeat. Are you kidding me? Like that would be <laughs> to use the force and and win a match using the force. Like sign me up. I'm in. We've already kind of seen a little bit of what a Star Wars battle royale might look like with Fortnite with the crossover event that they did. They had the 
um, what was it? The the lightsabers in the games and the blasters, and now they have the Mandalorian sniper and right. jetpack. So I feel like if they take the best parts of the the crossover event with Fortnite and they take the best parts of Battlefront 2 and Battlefront 1 when you got to be the hero and run around as the hero like that and put that in a battle battle royale mode I would be down. I think that would be amazing. I do worry though because I think to myself like they've never really like I, like I said this these are the makers of Farmville, Cityville, Words with Friends, Chess with Friends. Like come on now. Like <laughs> I I understand you've got like a big platform for mobile games and all, but do you have the developer and storyboard panel type? Yeah. You know, like, do you have the, the fundamentals to make a lasting Battle Royale game? Because Fortnite, I mean, I understand their, the need for another Battle Royale mobile game with Fortnite still in this, in this limbo area of not being on the iOS store. But what what's the sustainability sustainability on something like this? And are we going to see it eventually transcend to console if it becomes really big, Brad? Yeah, no, I'm with you. I I I, I think mobile battle royale is a really interesting topic, and and especially with the I would say the saga that Fortnite's experienced with not being an iOS. You know, I think it's a maybe this is an opportunity for someone to ju- jump in and grab space in this area that is available right and maybe this is a first pull and star wars is an easy it's an over topic it's an over game it's an over genre that will naturally grab a large group of followers who will want to try it out regardless of whether it's fantastic or subpar yeah and, and it's immediately going to be it, it's an i it's an ip it's a it's a landscape game and this is a this is an available space that can be I think you can win over folks quickly with with a con- with content and, and and in a world like Star Wars. And apparently Nick told me he said that apparently he said that there's still a huge mobile gaming community around PUBG. So apparently oh, people yeah. are playing battle royales on their phone. What's up? PUBG, I'm 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 serious about this. And even after experiencing Fortnite, you know, on mobile um, you know, for the time I was able, I, I still stand by my original statement of PUBG has the best battle royale on mobile. Mm. It's not even close. Wow. Like if you if you've not played it, and this is to you guys or any of our listeners, check it out. Like even though even though I'm not crazy about the PUBG format, the mobile and it's a different company that I think is running the the mobile version. It plays good Hmm. like really good like the voice i was playing uh, when it first came out i was playing it like with with voice chat with a friend who had downloaded it and that was seamless you know without having any headphones on we could just talk to each other and and like i mean it it played great it felt great i'm pleasantly surprised to say the least by by that uh, by that offering so but yeah this is from what i'm seeing this is going to be a nintendo switch release that hey maybe if it does do well um, will come to uh, you know other platforms as well, but yeah, just just a, a very strange announcement that uh, mm-hmm. no one was really expecting. Um, what something that uh, people definitely were expecting though is the Fall Guys announcement that we are yeah. going to be getting not only a Switch version of the game but an Xbox version of the game as well. We, and everybody knew it, it yeah. was just a matter of time until Fall Guys showed up on other Woo-hoo. consoles. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> 
you know, it's it's such a, it's such an adorable game. Like I know I'm gonna buy it at least on Xbox. Yeah, for sure. And I, I you know, I think I think that we've talked before about how Fall Guys kind of felt, what kind of you know fell from it's the funny. peak that it had. Yeah, that's yeah. very funny. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, jokes all around. But you know, I I, I think. The tactical error that the guys at Devolver made when they put this game out and made it a PlayStation exclusive, mm. what a timed exclusive, was they just didn't they they didn't have enough faith in yep. how well the game was going to be yep. received. That I think if they step. had known, yeah, if they had known, like okay, people are going to go crazy nuts over this game, yeah. and they got it on the Switch and they got it on Xbox, you know, day one along with PC and and PlayStation. People would have been really talking about it more. I think the wow. game would have had more momentum. Nicholas, that is a perfect example of how an exclusive title can backfire or a timed exclusive can backfire on a company because I think you're right. Think about how popular Fall Guys was and then the sect of gamers that were excluded specifically nintendo switch and xbox gamers and i for one wanted to play it i would have totally jumped on it i know brad would have too do you remember the hype of fall guys brad i do and i remember seeing it and people posting clips and i was like where can i play this i want to play this and i went searching for it and when i found it was an exclusive it 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 frustrated me it was just like okay well fine like (laughs) i'll just just won't buy it. I'll, I'll right. just go. I just well, yeah. I'll I'll go back to something else. And I'm wondering now, like, yes, am I still going to be interested in playing it? But to your point, it, are there going to be people in Switch and, and Xbox people who, for the sake of spite, will be? Well, this is. I don't think people will do it out of spite, but I, I mean, a fun game is a fun game. At the end of the day, I just like like Bruno was saying. I just think that there's in an alternate universe where that had get that that game had come out for every platform. Uh, simultaneously, I think that they would be enjoying a lot more financial success, which of course would lead to better content updates. Yeah, um, yeah. than than where where it went. But you know, it, it's it's it, it is what it is. And hindsight's twenty twenty. None of us can see these things coming, and I don't think they were expecting it to be as big of a hit as it actually was. But there you go. We will be getting the Switch and Xbox versions of those games. As an uh, aside, this year. as an yeah. aside, I think the whole reason why it fell from grace is because Tim the Tatman finally got his win. I mean, after that, there was no reason for me to watch it. For those of you who don't know, yeah. twitch.tv slash Tim the Tapman, he started playing Fall Guys, and I think the game had been out for like a month. It feels like it had yeah. been out for a month, and he hadn't gotten a win yet. This stream, mm-hmm. this like full-time streamer that you know plays the game eight hours every day hadn't gotten a win, and so <laughs> once he got the win, it was just like, why, I don't need to watch it anymore. Like, <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's over. Like, that was that was that was the big thing we were all waiting yep. for. Even I think even the uh, the developers were throwing shade at him at, uh, on on Twitter, the social <laughs> accounts. Like it was everybody was memeing it. Oh, so that's man. great. Oh my gosh, so many more games to get through. And I'll just kind of rapid fire read off a few here. Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection is coming out. This is going to be from Capcom. It's a remaster of the original Ghosts and Goblins, which if you were to ask anybody, you know, to name the hardest NES game that they played, it would probably be Battletoads, Ninja Gaiden, or Ghosts and Goblins. This game is tough as nails back then. And this new art style they have Hmm. looks phenomenal. Can't wait to buy it again. Can't wait to play it again. And speaking uh, of wait Ninja to, uh, Gaiden. Yeah. Well, speaking of Ninja Gaiden, that's a, yeah. It's a, it's almost like we have the same list in front of us. 
Uh, Ninja Gaiden, the Master Collection, also coming out. It's going to be a uh, collection of Ninja Gaiden Sigma 1 and 2 and uh, Ninja Gaiden 3 Razor's Edge, all of three of which are notoriously difficult games. Uh, It's a lot of challenge all in in one tiny little package. So uh, for anybody that missed those games, great opportunity to replay all three on the Switch. Uh, another one to talk about, Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah. Now, this is an interesting one uh, because, of course, Monster Hunter World was a huge success for Capcom. It was their top-grossing game to date Love when the, the original came out. Uh, oh, yeah, the Palicos are friggin' adorable. <laughs> and, you know, the reason why it did so well is because it was the first really approachable entry into the Monster Hunter franchise that people could kind of jump in and not feel overwhelmed by. Yeah. It, it, it's it's a, a largely Japanese franchise that, you know, if you wanted to play, you had to have like a 3DS. And even then, like it was, you know, it was really tough to get into. The, the learning curve was too steep. Um, and the gameplay was very difficult. Monster Hunter World kind of bridged that over and, and made it easier for first-timers like myself and you, Bruno, yeah. um, to kind of jump into that and just and just see what it's all about. Um, now, Monster Hunter Rise is going to be a Switch-only title. Um, and the, I think the reason for that is that they also released uh, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, which was a port of the 3DS title that they put on the Switch only. And I did actually buy and play that. I'm not going to say I got my money's worth. But it was it was cool to see that kind of old school Monster Hunter gameplay, and it it, it is tough as nails. Hmm. It does not care about your feelings, <laughs> and uh, you know. So I can see, and it, yeah, and it sold a lot of copies. So I can see why they wanted to kind of rush out another uh, title. That being said, I am disappointed that we're not seeing um, a new Monster Hunter for you know the Xbox and PlayStation. Um, you know, the, the the Iceborne expansion for Monster Hunter World was really good. Maybe they've got something in the works. Who really knows? Um, also, No More Heroes 3, which is a weird series. If you played the, the one or two, um, it is just this... It's almost like a... If like Scott Pilgrim versus the world like like was on bath salts. Oh my god! Like it's just it's so out there with its gameplay style and 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 the way that it looks visually that it's it's tough to to put into words. Uh, also, Knockout City. This is one that we weren't really expecting. Um, is going to be a new um, dodgeball game. It's actually from the guys Brad, who made. This is all uh, you. Yeah, uh, Mario Kart Home Circuit. Um, that live action one with the real the real cart. Um, they're making this game, which is going to be all about the dodging, diving, dipping, ducking, and dodging. Who was balls. on the Globo Gym team there, Brad? Blade, Laser, got him. Laser, Fitness Consigliere, yeah. Michelle, and uh, from Romanovia, five time uh, dodgeball champion, Franz Stanislavich Venevinsky. Oh, wow. deadliest woman with a dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. If you can't yeah. tell. I'm going to be all over Knockout City. That's right. You better watch out. Yeah, EA, listen, if you don't get that, if you don't get that dodgeball movie crossover, then you, you've you done it wrong because that would be right. amazing. But yeah, and, and it, if that's not, if those aren't the first two teams, if there's not an average yeah. Joe's and a Globo Gym, gym team yeah. right out from the start, what are we even doing? Why are we even here? Yeah. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> what was the point of it all? What was the but yeah, this is an all? interesting one. Like it's a dodgeball style game where you can like curve your shots. You can you can make all these crazy trick shots. And one really cool feature is you can become a ball and have like your teammates like throw you, and then you can kind of like like fine tune your aim and like while you're in the air. This thing looks crazy. It's one of those things <laughs> that you just you were not expecting. So really excited to see more of that. And the last third-party announcement was Apex Legends is going to be finally getting a port over to the Switch. Not really a whole finally. lot to talk about. Um, I, it, you know, 
if you if you see the video, it looks bad. Well, and it's it's like the it's like the Fall Guys thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's a little too too little too late. Like there's a core group of gamers that are playing it, yeah. and I'm sure some people are excited to play it on the go, mm -hmm. but. For the most part, it's not, you know, going to be groundbreaking to have this one this way. Yeah. Uh, so no time to waste hopping right into the first party reveals. Uh, we didn't get any Breath of the Wild 2 news. And while that's Aww. that's disappointing, it's not it's not unsurprising. Nintendo yeah. loves to play those big reveal games really close to the vest, the first Breath of the Wild. They've come out before outright and had, you know, these, these video yep. drops of like, yeah, it's not ready yet. Sorry, we can't show you anything. That's fine, Nintendo. Take one year, take five years. As long as the finished product is amazing, and I know it will be, um, that I have no problem with seeing absolutely nothing about Breath of the Wild. Um, they will say that they did. They, they did say we'll be getting more information this year, um, and as a replacement for that, we got a reveal for Skyward Sword uh, HD, um, which I guess is because they ran out of Wii U ports to bring over to the Switch. So they said, "Ah, well, let's go back to the original <laughs> Wii um, and and milk that." <laughs> So now we yeah, are right. we're, we're getting the uh, Skyward Sword. Excuse me, I gotta I gotta I gotta <laughs> cash grab. <laughs> and look, you know, uh, God bless you, sir. Thank you, God bless thank you. you. Yeah, sorry, I'm I'm, I'm allergic to, uh, to to shameless uh, shameless cash grabs. <laughs> you know, and, and look, the one thing I'll say about Skyward Sword is the reason why a lot of Zelda fans didn't like this game is because, like a lot of original Wii titles, they tried to to, to shove the motion controls down our throats. By saying, yeah, okay, yeah, you know, we gotta you gotta swing the sword like a crazy person and yeah. like have one muscular Ooh. arm because you can only you know you're only doing <laughs> like your only one your other arm is just holding we, up a shield. We know why we only have one us muscular yeah. arm. Let's be honest. Uh oh. Uh, is it Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword for the Nintendo Wii? Of course it is. <laughs> I was gonna say it was the tennis game in Wii. Oh man. Yeah. That got intense. Yeah, probably. So the nice thing about this this port that we're getting is that they will remove the need to use motion controls. You can use them if you want to, but the good news is that they are taking away the having to use the motion controls. You can use the right thumbstick to do the sword swings instead. Thank goodness. Um, but yeah. even then, like this is not you know I, I, so many people wanted to see uh, Ocarina of Time. Or yeah, like the least popular Zelda yeah. is, is getting remade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or or even Majora's Mask, I think people would have gone crazy. Yes, I know the 3DS got a, a remaster, a remake rather, of uh, of the Ocarina of Time, but that's it wasn't a remaster though. It was just a yeah. it was just a remake. Okay, like yeah, they yeah, yeah. Made it HD, right. And so that wasn't really like updated. Cool yeah, graphics, and it's for a now so. a now defunct console. So it's like yeah, yeah. yeah you know. I, again, I'm not mad. It's just you know trying to trying to tide us over with the lack of Breath of the Wild two <laughs> news with with that. Like I, it's okay. He's like he's like a parent. Yeah. He's I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Um, Splatoon 3, also a big announcement. That was their final announcement. And again, it's not something that I think really any of us can speak to because none of us have played Splatoon. But I know Splatoon 2 especially is a really, really popular title. So many uh, people that I know had a blast playing that game. So uh, I'm sure that the uh, the third entry will be, uh, will be just as beloved. Also, Mario yeah. Golf Super Rush got a announcement of, Ooh. of course, if you're into those kind of generic, uh, here's here's a, a a sport that you like with Mario slapped on top. I mean, you're a you're a golf game guy, right, Bruno? Well, I like I like the sports every now and then, you know, right, Brad? But uh, I I feel like because we're not dealing with a professional game and a professional scene, like 
why isn't why don't we have a whole Mario sports game? That would have wowed me to have like a whole Mario sports. It was just called like Mario Sports, mm-hmm. and it had baseball, and it had golf, and it had uh, tennis in there, and it had bowling, yeah. like another Wii Sports, but Mario centric Wii, and just called it Mario Sports. Honestly, that I would have been all over. I would have been like, take my money now. I'm definitely getting into that because. That was one of my favorite games from the original Wii was Wii Sports. And I loved the controls with it, even if they were wonky and you just had to kind of sit on the couch and shake it back and forth. You know, it was still fun. But, you know, Brad, I mean, what do do you think? I mean, it's 20, it's 2021, right? Like, why do we have to divvy up all these sports? Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm still a sucker, right? So Mario Golf piqued my interest (laughs) when I saw it. I, I am yeah. a sucker, Nick, for those. I'm gonna. I, yeah. I want it, right? It's it's golf right. with Mario. So, you know, I and and by default, just so everyone knows, I always play as Luigi. I never play <laughs> as Mario. Just <laughs> Rebel. So you know, not not trying to start a debate there, but uh, you know, but I'm with you, Bruno. I think at this point. It, it, this seems like a minor cash grab if you can divvy up the games one by one, or maybe from a development standpoint, golf is an easy one to just slap the Mario scheme over a a simplistic game in terms of how it functions i think other sports may be a little bit more difficult so uh, yes in an ideal world i would love a mario sports i think to have tennis i i remember playing mario tennis back a long time ago and i loved that game it was so fun to have those characters everyone had a little bit different skill set it, it it was the right combination of the the sport versus the characters and you felt like you could play of, of who your favorite was and it's you could be competitive and, and i think a combination game of multiple sports would be fantastic but uh i'm still going to be a sucker to get this one mm-hmm. i mean yeah I mean, they're, they're making them because people are buying them right and it's yep. my my issue with these types of games and again if, if this is your thing i mean i'm not i'm not saying that i, I think it's it's a must you know must avoid title it's just especially after getting burned by super mario party and the reason why i say this is because i mean this game came out fairly recently it's a great game you know it's got all all, it it was a return to form for nintendo because mario party i think it was 10 was the last game was so terrible and just completely completely went in a different direction from mario party's formatting that people hated it and so it was good to see him come back and yet the game only has like three or four like stages and uh, like, there's a couple extra co-op levels as well um, for the game boards, and like, that's it. There's like a little, little extras here and there, but the game is very bare bones and made it very mm. difficult to want to support, you know, paying sixty dollars for for a full title like that when you when you know that like any support that you're going to get beyond that is is minimal at most. Um, and so it, it's it's so hard for me to look at these kinds of games and being like, yeah, I'm going to pay full price for that out of the gate. You know, if that's going to be their mentality for these for these yeah. types of Mario IP games of like, exactly. yeah, let's let's just let's just get it out there because people want it and then move on yeah. to the next thing. Um, it's just so tough to do. So, yeah, I, I, I think you're right that something like, you know, just call it Super Mario Sports. I that would people would go yeah. crazy for that of mashing them up. Yep. But at this point, they'd be kind of going up against their own personal financial interest of releasing every single yeah. one individually exactly. and, and making them cash bucks. 
Only other uh, things worth noting, uh, Miitopia is coming out, which was a very popular kind of cult classic from the, uh, I think it was the 3DS that, that came out with that one. Um, it's like this RPG-style game where you can make Miis of you and all your friends and then go on, like, RPG adventures together. Um, it, it sounds it sounds yeah. dorky, but it's actually a lot of fun, and nobody was expecting this to get announced, so cool. Um, and then uh, in, in the meh territory is the last thing, which was actually the first thing they revealed during the Direct, which is that the next Smash Fighter is going to be the combo of Pyra and Mithra, who are the same character as you learn when you're playing through this game, um, in <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Uh, and, and for me, the resident Smash guy, that's going to get a solid meh out of 10. Um, that, you know, I, I, we already had a rep from Xenoblade Chronicles. His name is Shulk. And uh, he's a really fun character to play. I like him. Um, but, you know, we have so many anime sword fighters that have representatives in Smash, especially after getting these crazy reveals that just people went nuts for, like Sephiroth, who, to be fair, like, he's the anime sword fighter. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. he, he gets a free pass because he's awesome. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it's always a shame when you know that these these slots are so precious. Um, and... and Everyone still wants to see their their fighters, you know. I still think that it's criminal that Crash Bandicoot and Spyro the Dragon haven't seen representation yet, or that Rayman, Rayman, or or, or was it uh, Banksy is his name from Fortnite? Oh, oh, oh you mean Jonesy? Jonesy. Jonesy. Yeah, you, you can't have Banksy in Fortnite. Maybe is maybe is graffiti. Just a, yeah, just a shadow yeah. comes up, and he just uh, that would actually be really cool. I know that like goes against the canon, but like yeah. if just a different scene was painted and it was like a bomb and it just like dropped oh on there you. you go all right nintendo you heard it here first banksy for smash that'd be banksy that'd for be smash yeah but yeah hey, you know what i think you got a better chance of seeing banksy in fortnite i think we have you. a better oh, chance yeah. of seeing banksy in real life well that's just it right like i mean and when you talk about fortnite like and that's my thing is that even as someone who's a diehard fan of smash you know, it's 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 a it's an absolute coin toss if the next like fighter reveal is going to be something that excites me. Whereas every yeah. single crossover that Fortnite has had um, with this this Rift, you know, season um, has just been absolutely wowing me. Speaking of which, of course, you guys know uh -huh. the next big crossover is going to be with Street Fighter. Hadouken. Are you kidding oh, me, baby? Are you kidding me? I am yeah. so. Pumped. Tell them about it, Brad. <laughs> Well, I mean, not to, not to say that I called it, but called it. we he were talking it. we were talking <laughs> outside the podcast a while back about how many crossovers there have been, particularly in the season, and and what's really left. Has Fortnite maxed out the crossover concept? Yeah. Like what what is left mm -hmm. to bring in? And, and and I did happen to mention that a Street Fighter crossover would be awesome because a Guile skin for me personally would be. You know, he's one of my favorite characters from the game would just be an like to have that skin and a sonic boom yeah. like emote. Hmm. I'm done. I take my money. <laughs> yeah. Now. Unfortunately, I think we only so far it's just uh, what it's Ken and um, Ryu, Ryu rather and Chun-Li, Chun right? Chun -Li. Are the two fighters. So, I mean, and usually whatever skins they're going to have are the ones that they announce. So um, that, that would that'd be a shame. And you know what, Brad? The one thing that if we're going to have uh, some emotes, obviously we got to have the Hadouken, maybe the Shoryuken. But what no one is talking about is we've got to have a dance with Guile's theme. Yes. 
Because as you know, everything goes with Guile's theme. I love that video where um, when that when that meme first came out <laughs> of like the guys like eating the, the KFC chicken and just dancing around like yeah, <laughs> like Guile's theme just pumping. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, I, maybe this is a a first go and and, and just see the interest. But I, I would fully suspect there's going to be a, a handful more Street Fighter skins. They they have to they have they're to printing money. That. They're yeah. printing money. Like don't don't. Don't not do it. It's just that simple. Yeah, um, to to put out more. Yeah. Well, and with Guile's background and his military background as a character, I mean, it it just he seems like a perfect uh, candidate for a Fortnite skin, right? right? I, yeah. I just don't see why they wouldn't. He must he must be in the mix. But I think from a visibility standpoint, the two that they selected to go with first, they kind of represent when you think of the game. You, you, you see those in your mind, right? Can we just appreciate the absurdity of Ryu holding like a heavy sniper doming somebody <laughs> from across the map? Like the seasoned right. fighter that can throw Hadoukens, like and yeah, just, just and then he stands up and he emotes and does the floss. Yeah, exactly. Does he does the, the L dance? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm having him do Gangnam style. You, you have no obviously. Question. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's the other thing, like what, so that's my, that's my real question is, you know, love it or hate it. And some people I think hate on Fortnite just to hate on Fortnite. But I feel like if you embrace it, they're trying, they're trying to reach every gamer out there. They have got, they've got Master Chief for the Xbox fans. They've got Kratos for the PlayStation fans. I mean, obviously we're never going to see Mario up there right. with a <laughs> with a gun in his hand. That's it's not going to happen. <laughs> but uh as funny as it would yeah. be. Oh, mamma mia. Yeah. <laughs> like it would be hilarious, <laughs> uh-huh. but um you know, we're seeing all these different crossovers. You know, I, I did a whole article on some of the rarest licensed skins in Fortnite um on quitthebuild.com and just the amount of different things that they pulled from ghostbusters star wars tron now and now street fighter i i wonder they have to keep going with this licensed content there's no way like they can't just all of a sudden stop and be like they're gonna be the funko pop yeah of of video games like oh we're we, we're seeing the flintstones yeah. now like <laughs> i mean the question like, at this point with fortnite is not whether or not like the game is trying to put out something that you like it obviously is the question is just do you enjoy the gameplay of fortnite yeah you know and, yeah. and that that is that's, that's something that some people struggle to get over like i like the yeah. battle royale i don't like the building or whatever it may be it's too cartoonish yeah. for your taste but yeah, yeah. I, at this point like if there's not a, if there's not a franchise in fortnite that's crossed over that you don't like you just don't like things or you're just trying to be contrarian <laughs> to fortnite right so right yeah, yeah. you know and, and, and you know in a way it's kind of like beer because you know beer has something for everybody and uh so does wait a second beer what wait what's brad drinking i know someone who's into beer brad i gotta tell you something man uh you know your article on our website quitthebill.com on our blog about the uh, the six video game inspired beers has just blown up. I mean, it's by far our right? most viewed article on the site. Um, and you know, you it, you did a great job with it of just kind of recapping some of these beers. Uh, you know, uh, tell us more about them. Well, thanks, Nick. I appreciate the segue. You, you know, it, it's another another media where kind of like Fortnite. You know, it's an opportunity for these breweries to kind of bridge two things that I think for most people everyone loves: gaming and beer. And, and, and when you can merge the two in a way that 
it, it brings it together in an, an atmosphere and an environment that it's it just, it, you love it. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I think the first episode I was on with you guys, I talked about the one from humble sea, Sonic, the Hedgehog. Yeah. I mean, classic iconic character Great in name. gaming <laughs> and, and a classic iconic beer style and beer in an IPA. It, IPA really sets the bar. When people go to a bar, you, you go to a brewery, you see that a third of the menu are IPAs because it's such a well-established style of beer. So to have two iconic things, an iconic beer and iconic character merge, you yeah. can't beat it. Right. And, and, and even more so, I mean, if you, you know, I encourage everyone here listening to go to, to uh, you know, quit the and check out the article, but we had another classic uh, iconic character, Mega Man with another IPA oh, yeah. and it was called Saw Megamo that. from a brewery. <laughs> so, and you see, and you see the the inference and and the, and the stylistic uh, design of these cans. He's shooting little hops. He did as, little tiny hops. The, yeah, <laughs> little tiny hops. <laughs> I, I mean, just to see that the creativity that these games bring to you as a person, whether you're in a brewery or you're just a, a designer or a, an individual, you know, you you see that that crossover work so well together. And, and maybe one other one from that article that I think really stands out to me is just the, the beers of war, oh, yeah. right? I think a, a, another what major a platform name. for what a great name you know, that, is, right? that is the perfect I mean, punny name yeah. beers of war. Yeah. <laughs> you change two letters and you got a beer, yeah. a beer name, right? I mean, so it's yeah. awesome. And so, you know, I really encourage everyone who's listening to go check out that article and, and a good reason why these are really popping up now more so is, Across the country, different cities do uh, what they call beer weeks, right? Yeah. So right now here, for, for those who live in the Bay Area, they know it's San Francisco Beer Week. Right. And it's a great time for breweries to put out these themed or special release beers that really are meant to kind of celebrate where they've come and really give their their followers something unique to experience that they don't get the rest of the year. And uh, and. I think, you know, I've got one to share with you guys today that I think will kind of kind of blow your Hit socks me. off. What do you got? So I, I, I'll preface it with this. What do you guys consider uh, the gold standard or the holy grail of video games for you? Well, for me, I think I always look forward to the Halo series. So that's my holy grail. But if you're talking like holy grail gold standard of what is and will always be like leading the the way i think that's definitely Fortnite in terms of battle royale and cosmetics like just like we were talking about there's no other like battle royale game that really is doing what Fortnite is doing with these huge events and these amazing crossovers and things that you'd never see nick wouldn't what do you think i mean obviously the quintessential video game experience is the leisure leisure suit larry franchise both for oh, its uh, it, it's yeah. you know witty dialogue yeah. and uh, action-packed gameplay mm-hmm. and uh it, that's a classic I mean, all, <laughs> yeah that's right but uh no really it's, where's the remaster <laughs> of that yeah 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 no 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 cancel culture no, will not no, allow no. that's you know, no shot um and they're, they're, they're no i'm yeah I, I kid you know it's it's i think you're right bruno it's like we've been saying many times on the show, love it or hate it, you can't deny the uh, the impact it's had on games. You know, as much as I grew up with uh, with classic platformers and that kind of thing, and I could point to any one of them and say that's the game for me. 
you know, Fortnite is kind of the uh, the gold standard of of a modern successful video game that's you know basically spanned generations at this point. And and, and to, to echo that, you know, they really brought I think the concept of battle royale to the masses. Yeah. Right. And, and so that's that's a great segue. I'm going to feature the beer I'm talking and drinking tonight is a special annual release each year uh, by our folks at Russian River Brewing out in Santa Rosa, California. And for those who don't know, I think there are hopefully a lot of our listeners know of this. Each year they release their triple IPA known as Pliny the Younger. Wow. And, and, and why this is such a big deal uh, is they were kind of the first to uh, create this event, this, this annual event where each year for two weeks in February, they only release this beer at this time. And it's an opportunity where it's a, Basically, it's a higher alcohol content IPA. Yeah. It's at 10.25%. That's why it's called a triple. Yep. <laughs> it's it's much higher and it just has a ton of hop flavor compared to a basic IPA. But it really now has set the bar for not only a beer annual beer event, but other breweries now are following suit in releasing their own versions of triple IPAs during the same time frame. And you said Pliny the Younger was actually... It's been considered world renowned. Like this is the best beer in the world. It's won titles like that, right? I would say it's in the top three. If you go to any uh, reputable beer rating, a beer advocate, untapped uh, hashtag. If you guys want to, you know, sponsor us. No, 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 no fault here. <laughs> but any of those that that rate beers, you'll find that Pliny the Younger is rated 100. It's one of the most highly rated beers. And and to the point, folks across the globe will flock to Santa Rosa, California during early February to seek and find this beer because it's typically only served at the brewery. Wow. And and I did some research and facts checking for us here on, on, on the podcast. Ooh, it sexy. brought over... F- Five million in revenue to the city of Santa Rosa in twenty. Wow! Jeez! Wow! From tourism and folks staying at the hotels, eating at the local restaurants, just to come and try this beer. Scoring a hundred, you might say that's a perfect pour. Oh! <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> oh wow! Okay, bye. <laughs> so, so, I, I, and, and I'll preface with this: with the pandemic, as we've talked about today, about how it's changed. Uh, ability for developers to deliver content in the gaming sphere. It's also changed the way breweries are able to distribute and get their beer out to their consumers. And so with a beer that's typically released as a brewery only in-person beer, they almost didn't do it this year. Uh And so they decided to say, we're going to still brew it. We're going to make it happen in a pandemic environment. We're going to release it online only. And, And as you both know, when we talked on a previous episode, bots rule the internet and can ruin any type of online release what they're ruining beer too the bots got the beer but this really is skynet your boy beat the bots (laughs) this year and got through they only had they only had six thousand uh cases of this beer produced and at the time of release, I read that they had over 120,000 unique visitors trying oh to goodness. buy this beer on their website. Wow. And luckily for me, I had the quick finger, the quick click, and, and I got through and I was able to get a case ordered myself. And I am fortunate to be sitting nice. here with you gents tonight drinking this beer. And it really, uh, you know, 
no other brewery to my knowledge and what I've been able to try myself has been able to deliver on this style in the way that they do. They really have the the corner on the market on this beer and everyone's trying to replicate what they've produced. And I really think that crosses back over to our talk about what hate it or love it. Fortnite has something that people are trying to replicate. And, and yeah. that, Oh, 100%. And, and, and as much as you don't want to emulate it, as much as you don't want to copy it, you know, that your fans, you know, that the people out in that industry want something in your style and your branding that would be sure. representative of that. And, and, and I have to give Russian river their due, They've set the bar world-class on this beer, Pliny the Younger, a triple IPA that breweries still today are trying to emulate and reproduce uh, and unfortunately are far behind. So um, fantastic beer, I recommend. We'll we'll, we'll put a little something up, I think, maybe on the website to feature what this beer is. And if any of you have an opportunity in in future years to get your hands on it, I highly recommend it's worth a try. And uh, yeah, it, it really kind of equates to the fortnight of setting the bar of what you continually come back season after season, year after year for, because it, it always excites you. It always brings you that that excitement when, when you're having it. Man, I swear, every time Brad's on, I learn something new about the beer world. Like I told you, I, I'm just, it excites me and, I, and we can always deliver it back to to video games so how about that that? what an episode we had man jam-packed with information i mean we just breezed through this we had hit after hit i i I mean i don't know how you're going to come up with the title and a description for this because this is going to be crazy i can't wait to read it games and beer that's the title games games and beer (laughs) (laughs) but yeah you know great episode brad thanks as always for uh, coming on the show you're definitely a uh, a crowd favorite and yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, definitely have to have you back on again sometime, man. Hopefully, someday I'll be reporting live from a brewery, and we can do it. You know, we can do it. I'll be a field reporter for you guys. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be amazing! Like we've and been over saying, to our beer correspondent. Yep. <laughs> That's your job title, man. You can print that business card because uh, it's gonna it's gonna stick. Oh, uh, you know what? I, it, it's not the worst job I've had, so I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> awesome well yeah make sure everybody again check out the website quitthebuild.com and uh thanks so much for tuning in bruno you got anything else for him uh i mean i always stay beautiful and just uh you know keep on keeping on as they say on those trucker trucker hats um at, at sheets and and all the uh other places that sell trucker hats out there so you know flying jays um Fly Jays yeah. and, you know, just everything. So I'm telling you, we have got some new branding coming up on this uh, next episode. So I'm excited for everyone to see it. I can't wait to unveil it. Be sure to go out there and get your squag, your squag, your squag swag. Get your squag, which is the squad swag. That's yeah. what squ- that's what squag stands okay. for. It's squad swag. Yep. See how I see how I flip that spin team. Yeah, spin team. Yeah, go to our community page. That's quitthebuild.com/slash/community and join Team QTB. Grab yourself an awesome T-shirt or just follow us on all the socials that we have. We are available everywhere where podcasts are heard, and you can always hear each episode of our podcast first on quitthebuild.com slash podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I It has been a pleasure. I have always enjoyed the conversation, especially with these two guys. For Nick and Brad, I'm Bruno. And for Bruno and Brad, I'm Nick. 
Peace out. What it do? Woohoo! Here we go. Mm.